Give me your best clown names right now. Mine are Beppo Spagoni, uh, Mr. Bompingles, uh, Pando the Clown. Um, what's another good clown name? What's your clown sona? I don't have one. What? Sprinkles. Sprinkles, not bad. Sprinkles the Clown. What about Drippy Rod the Clown? <laughs> <laughs> You know what they say about Drippy Rod the Clown? He's Drippy always, Rod the Clown. He's always damp. That's his catchphrase. I'm always damp. And for my next trick, I will pull water out of a... I will pull dirty water out of out a of magic my hat. <laughs> Roddy the Clown, that's his name. Uh, Roddy doesn't have to... Roddy sounds like he could almost be like a... Like a Channel 4 stand-up comedian. Uh... That was, a, that was a joke about British TV, Rusty. The only to... reason I know about Channel 4 is because of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. <sighs> now, there was a TV show. <sighs> but I'm not sure. I think Black Books did not run on that channel. I think Black Book was Channel 4, yeah. Anyway, my clown's owner is Bronson the Clown. I want to be called Bronson <laughs> Bronson the clown. Johnson. You've coveted Bronson for a while now. Bronson's a great name, man. Bronson the Clown definitely has no, a character. Not like a lumberjack or someone, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but that's what's so fucking great about him. I'm a lumberjack now, okay. Bronson is a clown that exclusively beats the shit out of people. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> clown assassinations. A clobber clown. Rusty, who's your clown soda? I don't have one. I'm uh, struggling to come up with a good name too. Uh, uh, I, I guess you'll be Mr. Grabby Longarms. <laughs> he's Big a clown. Scoop. He's a clown with really long arms. He's got this. He's a big scoop in hands. You can. Uh, yeah. he's, he's scoopy the clown. Yeah, bugbear. They like trail behind him when he walks. Like you know, a couple of feet behind him. His slaps are devastating. Slaps are out of this world. Does he have no style? Rusty, you did it again. You, you don't deserve Mr. Longarm or whatever, Gravy Longarm or whatever his name is. You can be Mr. Bompingles. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to Gentlemen Discussing Video, episode 76, not to be confused with the wonderful video game Fallout 76. I'm your host, Specs. With me today, Catsman. Oh, cool. Can we have a Fallout 76 themed episode? We're not allowed to talk about Fallout 76 anymore. No, They're shutting us down. <laughs> Stadia, we're not allowed to talk about. I can't believe I did the Fallout 76 theme song for episode 75 and now I can't use it again. Rusty headphones. 
We cannot escape the clowns today, do we? No. Shiny Missing No. In it. And Willie Chambler. What's up? I bought a tankard that says Derek on it. I met a dog called Derek yesterday. Nice. <laughs> that, I like that Happy Man's like, that's especially nice. Derek. <laughs> he was a bulldog. You think Derek died and now I'm drinking out of a dead man's mug? Possibly. I'll enjoy this. What's wrong with drinking out of a dead man's mug? He doesn't need it anymore. Well, no, but I want to make sure I'm either exactly as respectful or exactly as disrespectful as Derek deserves. Dead men drink no ales. Derek was probably a bastard. Yeah. So you should smash it. Derek, you fucker, you voted for Brexit and then you died before you even had to deal with the consequences. The Derek with EK or ICK? Yet Derek with ICK is worse than Derek with EK. No, I disagree. Derek is better. Derek. The quality of the name Derek with R-I-C-K is better, but Derek is normally a superior person. What about E-C-K? Derek. 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 I've never heard that. God, so many, so many Dereks. It should be spelt D-R-E-K. <laughs> Drek. <laughs> As in the sentence, Shrek is Drek. You remember that one? No. No. Shrek is Drek. What, that sentence that you just said? Yeah, Shrek is Drek. Yeah, that was, this was in the initial wave of ironic Shrek memes. I agree with the sentiment. <laughs> hey, Shrek was fresh at the time. It's just not good afterwards. What time was it? 1997? What? Was it 99? No, Shrek came out in the in 2000 or something, didn't it? 2001. 2001? Yeah. 2001, okay. 2001, okay. I'm the only one with any knowledge of Shrek here. Congratulations. Yeah, you, you can be proud of that. You win the Shrek trivia quiz. I watched it recently. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> because it was That's good. That's really good, actually. Yeah, I, I agree. I have another question to ask in relation to Shrek, but not directly. Yeah, okay. Who from other media is your favorite donkey-aligned character? What? What do you... Uh, give examples. It's got to be the bard from The Witcher. Jaskier. So we were watching The Witcher, and I was like, Jaskier is the worst character I've ever met, and I hope he dies. If you haven't watched it, sorry, he doesn't die. Um, but Jaskier is the bard, and Speck was like, he's just donkey. He's simply donkey. He's So essentially, donkey. the donkey-aligned character is like... An annoying sidekick? An annoying sidekick, yeah. Jar Jar Binks is also donkey. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, every Disney movie has a donkey sidekick, effectively. Yeah, Eddie Murphy and Mulan is the same guy, pretty much. But they have to be, like, annoying, you know? Not not just yeah. not just a sidekick, like an annoying... I wouldn't say Mushu was annoying like Donkey is annoying. Yeah. Yeah, Mushu was kind of funny. Oh, the worst of all time, of course, is Claptrap. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Claptrap is donkey, definitely. I don't know. I tend to sort of... Does, do all the NPC... Do all the NPCs in a certain game count? Which game? 
Because I'm I'm thinking of the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword again. Uh, no. That's not fair. <laughs> Name an NPC in that game that isn't annoying other than Groose. I was going to say Groose and then you said that. I can't name another character in that game other than Groose. The bird. Beetle. Oh. Impa and... Um, yeah, Beetle's in it. That's about it. Are you kidding? Beetle is intentionally annoying. That's like his deal. The guy with the giant eyes in the market. Oh, yeah. I hate him. I hate him. The fortune teller? The fortune teller. My ugly wife. My ugly wife. She's not annoying. She's just cool. The demon guy downstairs. You you can't name them, though. I No, I, I can't recall. Ugly girlfriend was called Agnes or something, wasn't she? Don't know. We split up. Agnes. That's a classic witch name, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Millennials are getting really into witchcraft. They are. I'm entirely in favour of the idea of like reclaiming witchcraft, but I just don't have the heart to tell people it doesn't work. They're getting into it the same way that they're into like astro astrology in there, though. What? Because they believe it can predict the future. I don't think people really believe in astrology, like most fans of it. They just think it's fun. Oh no, they do. They people do. Oh, they actually do. Yeah, for like a lot. Can anyone do, like, a thing to get the ghosts out of my boiler? You can go and watch the new Ghostbusters reboot. You mean the new, new Ghostbusters? Yeah. And by the new, new Ghostbusters, I don't mean the new version of the animated TV show, the new Ghostbusters. That, that, that exists? There is an animated TV show of the Ghostbusters, yeah. Wasn't it called the new Ghostbusters? The real Ghostbusters. No, it's the real Ghostbusters because there was a, like a, I think there was a, another British Ghostbusters that took the name Ghostbusters for a TV show first. So when they made a Ghostbusters licensed show in the US, they had to call it the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> Very American thing to do. Who was Donkey in Ghostbusters? Um... The Keymaster. Oh, uh... In the new one, it was Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> in the old one, it's Rick Moranis, of course. No, you're thinking of Men in Black. Chris Hemsworth's in the new Men in Black movie, not the new Ghostbusters. He's in the, the, the female Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, you're right. He was Donkey in that too. Yeah. God. I hate reboots. I don't. I love reboots. I do fucking hate reboots. What's a good reboot? What's like an actual good reboot? Jumanji. Deus Ex, Human Revolution. Yes. Oh, there's a lot of good video game reboots. Jumanji was good too. I'm skeptical of both of those. Jumanji's fucking good, dude. I gotta think. Good movie reboots. Um. Uh. Wow, there's really nothing, is there? <laughs> yeah, we can, we just nothing. Just nothing. I'm sure they exist, though. I fucking I googled good reboots and it came what up. What did it bring with, up? Star it Trek. It came up with Star Trek and Man of Steel. <laughs> Imagine that being your benchmark. Man of Steel. Wow. Uh, Dread was okay. Oh yeah, Dread uh, was pretty good. I mean, it's very different to like classic Judge Dread, but it was good like in its own right. Would it be a better movie if it had Stallone still as the lead? No. 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 Which one of the Spider Men was the best reboot? Oh. None of them. The only good Spider-Man is the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Spider-Verse is good. Yeah, but that's not a reboot of, like, the, the story. It's not deliberately trying to reset the continuity. No, it's, it's not. It's effectively saying, it's okay, you're all right. I really liked Spider-Verse, but I'm still sick of Spider-Man. Same. Yeah, same. It's like, yeah. um, you can watch a movie and enjoy it even and still be sick of it while you're watching it. I'm more sick of Avengers, though. Yeah. I'm just sick of comic book movies in general. 
Let's finally talk about Socks the Cat Rocks the Hill, because otherwise I'm going to forget everything that happened in that game. I already did. Looked bad. It looked, uh, looked jank. Did anyone play it other than me? No. 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 I watched you play it, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so I upset. sat in this stream and I, I mocked you for having to, for being the simp to actually play the game. Okay, so Socks the Cat Rocks the Hill was our book club game, but nobody played it other than me. I'll break it down quickly. Um, there's a video on our YouTube channel that you can watch of me playing it while Moogle and Catsman berate me. You play Socks the Cat, who was Bill Clinton's actual real-life cat when Clinton was president of the United States of America, and the plot revolves around Socks stopping an evil conspiracy by possibly Russian gangsters to steal the keys to the Pentagon and fire a nuclear missile or something like that. Now, hold on, the gangsters are never, they're never identified as anything more than like generic baddies. That's why I said possibly Russian. Yeah. Why do you have to say possibly Russian? Because they could be Russians. They could be. Anyone could be Russian. Yeah. Yes. We were all possibly Russians. For a political game, it just really tries to be innocent and like inoffensive to anyone, but it's still kind of offensive. Like I don't know <laughs> what I think about like a game about the president's pet fucking up protesters outside the White House. <laughs> That's not really okay. Yeah. It plays like um like a political cartoon that you might find in like a low tier newspaper from the nineties. It does. Like the only actual joke outside of the boss fights and the characters is that at one point you go through the US mint and there's a fucking like display with a needle and it just reads debt and it's like it's really high yes <laughs> and i don't i don't understand at whose expense that joke is that i don't understand who's being made fun of in this game I think mainly it's the American presidents, because all of the boss fights, bar a couple, are based on American um, presidents and political people who were around at the time. Mm. Yeah, so the first one is Ross Perot, who I think, I don't know if he was a president, but he was a presidential candidate at least, and um, he's the guy with the stick that he waves at you. That's because Ross Perot had an alligator head stick that he always used to carry around with him or something like that. God, that's a fucking bit of satire that's aged like fine wine. He was an independent candidate in 1992, apparently, from <laughs> what my notes say. <sighs> After that, you fight Nixon, who drops bombs on you. <laughs> yeah, he, Nixon was funny. He does the uh, he does the peace hand gesture. Yeah, he does the peace hand. Actually, no, I'll give it two two credits for the boss fights. One is Nixon, and the other is Ronald Reagan. <laughs> then you fight the donkey. Oh yeah, donkey. <laughs> Just the donkey. You fight the donkey from. Is the donkey the Republican or the Democrat Democratic. donkey? The, the Democrat donkey, donkey from Democrats. Is he the donkey of this game? He must be, but he's really tough <laughs> because he can kick you from like half the way across the screen and. I think to beat practically every boss, I stunlocked them in the corner at like a very specific pixel I had to stand on so I could hit them before they gained invulnerability to hit me. That's how I beat the donkey. That's how I beat Jimmy Carter. Like There was an elephant as well, wasn't there? Yeah, so the elephant comes up later and the elephant, when 
it attacks. What it does is it jumps up in the air, lands, and if you are on the floor within a second of the elephant landing, on either side of it landing, so it doesn't matter if it lands and then you land, you die. What? Yeah, the floor shakes for about a second after the elephant lands, and if you are on the floor in that second, you die. This is a political commentary about how the Republicans are willing to sabotage the political system if it means taking down their enemies as well. Just like the donkey being able to hit you halfway across the screen is a political satire about the Democrats being able to hit you from halfway across the House of Representatives. Is that because they've got really long arms? Yeah, that trail behind them as they walk. In that one speech, you put more thought into the, the political nature of this game than any other does. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm telling you, this is all intended. Uh, you fight Gerald Ford, who has a bandage on his head um, to mock the fact that he was quite clumsy and on one occasion fell down some aeroplane steps. He flops around. Oh, <laughs> amusingly. yeah, he tumbles. Yes, he does. He rolls at yeah. you, doesn't he? These are just like the nicest possible jabs towards everyone. <laughs> it's very lighthearted. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Carter is the next boss fight, and he he just he attacks you by smiling at you, and like sheen comes off his teeth to hit you, and also it rains peanuts from the sky. Yeah, peanuts. Of course, he had the peanut farm, didn't he? Yeah. Then you fight Oliver North. We think you break into the Pentagon, and then in the Pentagon, there's some secret missiles, and Oliver North, who was some general uh, who facilitates arms sales to iran and it was a big yes it, it was arms sales he was a he was a sketchy one i think yeah and he fights you with a little robot and if you kill the robot he can't damage you so then you can just kill him he's got like a little oh it was it was the iran contra affair oh okay right yes of course the iran contra affair famous uh, for um inspiring the game contra in which you kill a big alien which is effectively what uh reagan was trying to do Speaking of Reagan, he's the next boss, uh, and Nancy Reagan is also present in the boss fight and seems to be controlling him through a hypnosis device. <laughs> no, you completely misinterpreted that, because that wasn't actually what was happening at all. She was controlling the things that were coming from the sky. She wasn't controlling him. She wasn't controlling Reagan. No, she was controlling the rocket. He's He walks around with his arms out like a zombie, though. Yeah, but she was controlling the rockets that were coming down. Reagan had Alzheimer's, like, he, he had Alzheimer's while he was still president. Like, he was coming down with it. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was a joke about his Alzheimer's, which is... I mean, I would say it's below the belt, but it's fucking Ronald Reagan. Come on now. Fuck him. Mm. It sounded like he was quite whipped anyway when he was in the White House, even before he had Alzheimer's. Like, she was quite a controlling wife, is what I read. So that's why I interpreted it that way. Yeah that she was controlling him, but... I know we've talked about apes already, but did you know there was an ape that tried to kill Ronald Reagan? Awesome. What? Cool. Go on. I'm looking up the ape. <laughs> okay. I am looking up the ape. Ronald Reagan was in a 1951 movie called Bedtime for Bonzo, which is about a psychology professor who tries to teach human morals to a chimpanzee, and that chimpanzee's name, Ronald Reagan. No, the chimpanzee was Bonzo, and Bonzo was played by an ape called Peggy. And at one point during the filming, Peggy just just latched her hands around Ronald Reagan's neck and tried to strangle him to death. 
uh, and he almost died. Holy shit. And that's, that's only the first time that Ronald Reagan was almost killed. It's possible that the Russians provided that ape. <laughs> it's possible. Do you find many apes in Russia? Yeah, all the time. Uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah. You see all that stuff about like that so- Soviet mind control programs where they're like trying to control apes. Yeah, maybe the ape was being remote controlled. Yeah. Now that would be a good Ronald Reagan boss fight. You play as the ape. Yeah. You play as an ape and you have to strangle Ronald Reagan <laughs> before he gets elected as president. Sounds like one of your video games you bet as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> this is these are all better ideas for games than than the actual game. The other boss fight that I'm sure of is uh, George H.W. Bush is the last boss fight and he throws broccoli at you. This is because when he became president, he said he wouldn't have to eat broccoli anymore. Okay. That's the whole joke, apparently. There was another boss fight that may have been a, a political commentator and radio presenter called Rush Limbaugh. You know, there was that boss fight where a guy threw rocks and trees at you. Oh, yeah. Like a fat guy. There was Rush Limbaugh? Maybe. He was around back then? Yeah, I think so. And he the the reason it might be him is he was quite critical of the Clintons and especially their family life. Uh, one of the jokes he once told was, everyone knows the Clintons have a cat. Socks is the White House cat. But did you know there's also a White House dog? And uh, then he named Clinton's daughter as the White House dog. Oh, Jesus. Just like, imagine oh. like... Imagine like being a political commentator and just being like, yeah, you know what? President, fine, but fuck the president's children. I hate them. She was 13 at the time. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. Chelsea Clinton. So, um, yeah. So does that mean she was a furry? No. No. Well, it just means he didn't want to have sex with her, unlike other 13-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty. Rusty, I'm sending you to clown college. No. No! <laughs> no! Anyway, these are the kind of jokes I would make. If I had to make a joke about every president, I just read the first paragraph of the Wikipedia page. Like, that's the kind of joke I would make about this. Yeah. In terms of gameplay, it's just a very standard platform. There's nothing fun particularly about it. Socks can kind of cling to ropes in some stages, but it only comes up twice and... The game doesn't really teach you to do it. And the, yeah, the second time you try and do it, you've forgotten it from the first yeah. time. And there's one bit where you have to push a block That's and I, I couldn't to... get it to have work half the time. It's the only part of the game where you have to do anything like that and it doesn't. the mechanic doesn't work like yeah. 50% of the time. You've got to hold a button in a very specific distance from the block, I think, to push it. It's a classic Kuso game move to have like... <laughs> Random mechanic that only appears in a single level. Yeah. Why do so many bad games have that? It's just that's what makes them a bad game, or part of it at least. I guess. It doesn't look like Bubsy bad or like really terrible platformer bad. Like the camera is always near you. You normally have enough time to react to stuff from off screen. You don't like run too fast. Yeah. The collision works most of the time. Yeah, except for boxes. Bosses are a little bit tricky due to some of the like they have was, much larger hitboxes yeah, than you do. The hitboxes, and also like weird iframes, and like you're yeah. not quite sure. It doesn't. There's not much indication that you've like landed a hit. Yeah, 
Um, Sox has like two attacks. There's a standing claw attack and a slightly longer range like crouching claw attack. The animation is quite good in the game. Um, Sox has two dedicated taunt buttons one where he falls asleep and one where he like licks himself i think which is quite nice and you can crawl which doesn't really serve any purpose in the game but it's it's something a cat would do so that's quite good like those animations and things are like the one uh like a bit of like unnecessary polish in the game the rest the rest is completely bare bones there's one more when you're outside of the mint there is one man who throws money at you to damage you and if you stand near the money and an enemy um who's like a fat cat rich guy comes along he will pick up the money off the floor that was a good interaction it's like the only time the enemies interact with each other but one guy throws money and one guy picks it up (laughs) it's very fun Oh yeah, there's like a there's like a character who's supposed to be like a lobbyist, and he's just like a fat. Is he a fat man in a suit with a yeah with a a, a bag with a dollar bill sign? Yes, on it? and he throws the dollar bills at you. That's the ultimate political satire. Yeah, once again, like super milk and toast satire. Like, look at these rich people; they sure <laughs> love money. Like a fat guy in a suit with a dollar bill, because that regardless of what your political affiliation is, whatever it is, he's got your money. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's the money you need to pay for your medicine or maybe it's your taxes. Whatever the money is, he's got it. Those fuckers, our shit. <laughs> yes. We talked about the hippies briefly outside of Parliament who are holding up signs that just say no. <laughs> is there one with whatever too? Or? Yeah, there's one that's got like water. Oh, there's they changed to oof as well. When you hit them, the sign reads oof, which is quite good. Is that like the one bit of good actual comedy in the game i think so no there's like there's like three actually funny jokes in the game i think and the only other thing to mention about the game is when you find a secret area you can get extra lives from it and you are quizzed on the president's birth dates or the years they were in office um and if you get it right then you get some like extra lives but that's that's about it socks the cat rocks the hill it's not a good game it was never released and they were like, let's bring back Socks the Cat Rocks the Hill in, like, what, 2019? Or was it 2018? Someone kickstarted it in 2018, I think. That thing, Lost Media, it often has a reputation, but that doesn't necessarily make it, make it worth returning to. It's only really interesting because it's lost. Yeah. But... It was funny to play to see the crap jokes and stuff in it, to, to try and work out who these caricatures of presidents were was quite funny yeah but the gameplay eh, eh, gets a big eh from me eh, eh. at least it wasn't it wasn't a huge pain to get through it yeah like a medium had pain. a few sticking took points. a couple of hours three hours maybe i think probably my favorite thing about this game is the box art which has socks the cat sitting in a saxophone being played by bill clinton oh yeah <laughs> that's pretty good at the end of the game as well, Bill Clinton, Socks, and um, Bill Clinton's daughter, whose name I keep forgetting, the Chelsea Chelsea Clinton, um, they they all play the saxophone together. That's the end of the game. They all the all the popular Clintons, or at least popular at the time, yeah. played it together. Not sure why Hillary wasn't there. <laughs> I want to do a segment on on games of of the year. And we'll do games of the decade next time. We'll do games of the decade on the live one. That's cool. Uh, let's go from the top then. So, Katzman, you can start us off. 
Uh, I don't know if I've or if these games came out this year, but I did play Jimmy and the Pulsating Mass this year. I think it came out last year. Excuse me. But I want to give a shout out to Jimmy and the Pulsating Mass. Yes. It's, after you get over the obnoxious level of difficulty, you'll find a really like well methodically designed RPG. We are now connoisseurs of weird RPG maker games, and I've realized the, yeah, the best way to judge the quality of the story and, and the themes in it is how much it sticks with you after you've played it. And that game has a lot of really vivid imagery that I can still remember and think about and go, whoa, that was a thing that happened. Nine, six, four, five, seven. I'm sorry if I'm uh, being vague, but it's one of those games where you don't want to know anything about it going into it. You just want to play it. If you've liked the random RPG maker games we've played in the past, like Off and Lisa and all that stuff, then yeah, go pick up Jimmy. It's by a guy with an unpronounceable name. What's the gameplay like? It's a RPG maker game, and the battle system is based on... Uh, a sort of very complicated interlocking series of status effects and counters and transformations. So, like, it's a very high-risk battle system in that if you do the wrong thing, you can die pretty much instantly, but there's just tons and tons of abilities and character customizations, and all of the abilities have uh, kind of really interesting synergies with one another. And so it's, yeah, it's kind of about like, it's more about building characters than it is about battling. There's no like big gimmick for the battle system, I would say. The closest thing it has to a gimmick is that it has transformations that you can use on the overworld to solve puzzles. And there's like, the game has loads and loads of really weird optional content that you can stumble into accidentally by uh, solving puzzles on the overworld. Again, it's really, it's one of those games that it's not easy to describe and you should, uh, <laughs> it has a demo. Uh, if you, if this has piqued your interest, I wouldn't recommend you just like another RPG maker game that doesn't do anything different. Uh, this one does do something different. So, in terms of combat, then, is it all about stacking the right buffs and things, or...? Very much so. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's like the Earthbound thing of, I'm going to go into a fight and cast, like, PSI Magnet and Shield and Reflect and shit on my first turn. and It's that, but even more so. Like, for example, the, the probably the most infamous abilities in the game are the counters. Some characters have abilities or items that will give them a counter, and that counter will not only reflect all damage of that type to them, but it will also, like, triple it. So you can use counters in combinations with other moves to completely obliterate enemies, but if you're not careful, then an enemy will counter a move that you've done, and it can just floor, like, your entire party at once. So it's a really weird game where like every character is a crazy glass cannon and there's just all these abilities flying around and all this different gear. There is an easy mode. It's still pretty challenging. I died a couple times. The easy mode is still a really difficult RPG. I don't know how anyone would beat this game on its original difficulty. Can you change the difficulty at any time then? Yes. Yeah, you can. And do you have to grind at all or? Mm. No. No. 
And what's the overworld gameplay like then? You said you can transform into different stuff to solve puzzles. Is there fun, humorous dialogue and stuff? What's it? What's the tone? The tone varies a lot. Yeah, it's kind of a bit of everything, to be honest. It starts off very cheerful, like the beginning of a mother game. Uh, gets darker towards the end, but for the really dark stuff, you have to go to the bonus dungeons. Like Those are actually really creepy, a lot of them. But I'd say it's got a good mixture of like comedy and uh, weird stuff, and also like really good character building and existential dread. The characters are uh, they're they're kind of like they're not exactly stock characters, but they're very like um, they're designed to be one thing in particular. But I was impressed at how the game managed to like develop them and expand on them as it went along. They didn't feel like stock characters, even though on some level they are, although I won't talk too much about that because anything I say about this game's story is a spoiler. The, the mom is amazing. She's probably my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Is it the sort of game where you you get four people in your team and then you're with them for the rest of the time? Or do you swap people in and out? What what? What's the sort of party management like? So you get different people coming and going into your party as the adventure goes along. But the thing that interested me is most RPG maker games don't have end games. And this has an end game. And it's like, hello, welcome to the end game. You can now put any of the characters that you've met along the way into your party and like build a party. And that adds a whole like another level of strategy onto it, which I really liked. It's like a Final Fantasy 4 or Fantasy Star 4 where like, People get switched in and out as the plot demands, and then in Act 3, you get to choose whoever you want. That's yeah. cool. I like that. I, I think that's my favorite way to do an RPG. Yeah, I, I like it. Cool. Uh, Rusty, what's your game of the year? Uh, I'm, I've been thinking I have not bought as many games this year as I usually do, and I think my choice right now is with Luigi's Mansion 3. This game really surprised me how good it actually is. I don't know how they're going to top this if they make a 4. I hope it sold well because it's a really, really good game. There's only a few things that bugged me. And I've been trying to think what they were, and I can't recall what it was. The boss bosses, fights. The, the boss bosses. fights not all, of them, not all of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them are, are yeah, the, trash. The bosses game. were definitely the weak point of that game. One thing was the, the low energy sounds, for fuck's sake. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. That was terrible. When you're on, like, 10 or 5 health and you can't yeah, hit Below anything, 20, just anything below cool. 20. And yeah, but but even then, the boss fights, they didn't bother me that much that I could instantly recall that they were flawed. Not most of them, but definitely a few. Thinking about it, the one that comes to mind is the one that you're you're like fighting it in a rubber dinghy and it's yep, just one, not apparent how you're supposed to get him into the wall. It feels like it should be like a bumper cars thing, but you've actually got to like stagger him and then suck his nose and then and then blow him walk him yeah and then get on land yeah and it's unless you have finicky. second player which i did not have even with two players we found it difficult you can aim where you're aiming him it will land on land so you can position him where your core player is but still that one was annoying but other otherwise this game is pretty good i wish it had more endings as in different houses it's so easy to get money in that game, though. Yep. I feel like we were just getting thousands per room. It was crazy. Yeah. But otherwise, from a gameplay standpoint, from a visual standpoint, this game is really, really good. The physics involved in it is much better than there was, previous. I encountered a single glitch. I encountered a single physics glitch. 
throughout this entire game that is so physics heavy. Yeah, we we had like a rope go crazy at one point in one of the rooms. Yeah, that that, that was mine too. Yeah, that that is the only one that I yeah that's been consistent in every every playthrough I've seen. The sheer amount of stuff you can like blow around and suck around and like make whirlwinds with paper and stuff. It's really cool. And the amazing amount of variety on every floor. Yeah. There's a lot of good puzzles. Every room is a puzzle in it, really, isn't it? Every floor's theme, like the the museum one, as you get closer to the boss. I'm not gonna spoil what it is, but yeah, that's cool. Well, that, that's that's really good. That's really good. I like I like put plunger on Luigi's head. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you can just stick plungers to Luigi's head or Luigi's head. Just the way Luigi's nose moves when you suck his face as Luigi. Yeah. Just just li- the little things. Yeah, it's good. Have you done the optional stuff like hunting all the booze and getting all the gems yet? Not yet, no. And no. I have not yet tried the uh, co-op stuff. Yeah, the the scare tower. I don't like it very much because it's not balanced for fewer than four people, which means it's really hard to complete with only two people if you want to do it locally. Mm. Um, but it's fun when you get enough people together to do it. You've just got to rely on randoms a lot of the time. Yep. And the the multiplayer like versus mode is not very fun, really. And they've added DLC for that, which is weird because it's, it's not good. It's not why anyone's buying the game, really. Yeah, if you, I mean, seriously, nobody's buying Luigi's Mansion games for the multiplayer. Yeah. But it's nice to have the option of playing this through co-op oh, with that is, Guiji. Oh, that is incredibly amazing. Because me, me and Shiny played the whole thing through co-op and it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. This game is amazing. And I wish I had someone to play along with. Oh, Sad. I am, I am so lonely. Poor Rusty. Shiny, what's your game of the year? Um... I was trying to think of it, and I'm the same. Like, I I haven't bought a lot of new games um, in 2019. However, I'm gonna throw Ring Fit Adventure in there. That's that's <laughs> I also that does be specs. That's you my sp- game of the year you too. You spent yeah. a lot of time with that game. It's a it's really like for it's like a really good fitness game. Yep, it is. It's genuinely really good, and it gives you a good workout, and it's fun, and you want to keep playing. So it's like your sweat looks so shiny and beautiful. Yeah, I, but I think Specs has more to say about it probably than me. But also, he's already done his review, so you know. How many hours have you sunk into this game, Specs? I'm just booting up my Switch so I can find out for you. Um, yeah, it's it's like Shiny said. Like there were days when I played Ring Fit that like I wanted to keep playing it because I was having so much fun, but I was physically exhausted from playing it, so I just had <laughs> to stop. How many times has the game told you to stop at that point? Uh, the game tells you to stop after 15 minutes. It's not minutes. a perfect game yeah. um, by any means, but it's the best fitness game I've played. I've played a lot of Wii Fit um, and Wii Fit U in the past, and they aren't fun to play, really. Whereas this, like, it's varied enough that you don't get bored of what you're doing. You do a bit of running, then a bit of like muscle training, then a bit of running again. Uh, there's little little mini games in between to to keep your interest. All of the combat is done through like working out essentially, and it's fun to. It's not like a deep battle system, but it's got it's got enough to it that like you you have fun while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, I have played 110 hours Jesus. of Ring Fit Adventure. That's since October when it came out. So in like four months, essentially, I have played 110 hours of this game. 
Uh, it works as a fitness aid. I'm pretty toned now. Um, I have a six pack for the first time in like 10 years. Uh, and it's just generally good for fitness. Works for weight loss as well. I lost three kilograms within like two weeks of playing it. Um, so yeah. It's gotten swole. It's, it's good. My review is on... I think it's on my YouTube. I'll link it. Uh, so if anyone wants to see more of my opinions on it. Um, what do you like about it, Shiny, though? I don't want to hog talking about it. I kind of just stated that it's just like a genuinely good workout game. Because like you mentioned, like Wii Fit and stuff like that are very kind of not engaging. There's not a lot to them. Like that you don't feel like you want to play you're not playing a game you're just like doing shit but with ring fit it is actually a game that you just happen to have to control with your body and it's good and the the choices of exercises they chosen are good because you know they actually you know it's just it's just good game yeah i'd really like to see them do like more with it more yeah it's it's all linear it's all on a track but i think you could do stuff to make it there be a bit more exploration in the game and stuff i think it's probably sold well enough that they will make a follow-up to it at some point dlc so hope so yeah yeah um but it's really interesting you the the whole game takes about I think 60 hours was my my playthrough took to to beat it but then there's there's new game plus for it which is just as long pretty much as the base game um and I think someone told me there's a second new game plus after that but I can't confirm that yet wow so there's enough content there to keep you going for a long time does it just crank up the difficulty yeah it just it keeps basically enemy health um inflates uh when you're on new game plus but you can set your own difficulty which is how many reps you're doing and how long it takes you to do a rep obviously yeah so but yeah if you're interested in fitness it's probably the best fitness game there is so woolly tell us about disco elysium (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) here we go all the praise you have heard heaped onto disco elysium is accurate it's fucking awesome it's my game of the year, maybe the game of the decade for me. Um, Again, I don't want to talk too much about Disco Elysium. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to talk about the plot. I'll, I'll shortly brief it, but I, I want to talk about the skill system. Okay. Anyway, it's a, it's a detective role-playing game. You're a cop, you've just woken up after getting super fucking drunk and going on a bender for three days. And you have to solve the mystery of a political murder while also piecing together what the fuck you did in the last three days. Your character is constantly like having these internal conversations with himself, and different sides of your personality are are represented by your different skills. It's like the angel and devil on your shoulder, except it's like twenty angels and devils, uh, all chiming in on your every move. They all have contradicting goals, mm. and the more you level a skill up, the more it talks to you. Sometimes you want to do what they say, sometimes you don't. And they they kind of act ter- according to their own internal logic, and they they all assume that the characters that you're talking to see the world the way they do. Yeah. Give an example of the different types of skills that would talk to you then. You have a a skill called encyclopedia. Um, it's your yeah, it's your total knowledge base. It gives you this huge store of background facts and useful info you can use for the case. But if you level that skill up, you find that part of your brain is also a pedantic nitpicker. And if you always <laughs> act on it, you're going to come up as a pedantic nitpicker. <laughs> There's a skill called electrochemistry, which is just your hedonism. Um, it makes you good at sex and drugs. <laughs> but leveling that skill up makes you only want sex and drugs. And it will try to lead you to it always, even when it's not appropriate. 
the pain threshold skill makes you a tough guy that fights you with injury, but it's also a masochist that it wants you to get hurt. <laughs> That's a few examples. Uh, is it like obvious when they're telling you to do a bad thing then, or will you side with it and then it'll end up fucking you up because you've you've gone too much with one thing then? It never really fucks you over. You kind of have to just listen to your instincts and and judge for yourself. Like the really interesting thing about this game is how it takes aspects of you know like detective fiction and aspects of storytelling and it maps them directly onto. Uh, gameplay mechanics like instead of a skill tree there's a gameplay mechanic called the thought cabinet where you literally spend points like having ideas and conceptualizing things the whole game is just you know walking around talking to people investigating there's not like combat there's physical things you can do but there's not like combat combat but that it's it's still a game because it brings in the narrative into the gameplay at every step, it's a really clever design. It makes it so that skilling up is the same thing as role-playing your character. Like, I didn't want to min-max. I wanted to level up the skills I liked so that they talk more. Mm. Mm. And is there, like, a lose state at all at any point? Or, do, like, does every action have a consequence that will continue the plot? You have health and morale. They go down if you get hurt or... Or if your ego gets wounded or your pride gets yeah. wounded. Like... Yes, there's not like big C combat, but you can still be damaged by things. Yeah, um, or like sometimes your own dialogue options will cause this. Like if, <laughs> if you pick a dialogue option that says, I hate myself, uh, I'm such a fucking piece of shit or whatever, then you will take morale damage. There's different strands to it. So obviously there's there's that there's the kind of gameplay side of it. The dialogue is all um it's really good, it's funny, it's clever. It's set in this kind of weird um sort of fictional country or fictional like city state that doesn't really belong possibly Russia. Yeah, sort of Eastern European. It doesn't really belong in any particular history, but it incorporates elements of real world politics into different aspects of it and obviously because you're an amnesiac at the start of the game a lot of the fun is kind of you know discovering the history and the politics um it's got wonderful painterly graphics for everything yes. um all of the environments and characters are beautiful it's got a great soundtrack it's got really good voice acting sparse voice acting sparse exactly a lot of the game is reading and that's a good thing actually so the voices will kind of give you an idea of what the character is like, but you don't have to sit there listening to voices when you could be reading, doing stuff much faster. And yeah, even like the bit characters I found like really like funny and personable. And it's one of it's I mean, it's it's got the CRPG thing of, you know what, I'm just going to talk to everyone. <laughs> but at the same time, you don't always want to. You want to have conversations normally. You don't want to necessarily exhaust every option in every dialogue tree because that will have effects on you and also on how the other characters in the game perceive you that could be negative. If you say something stupid to someone, then later when you have to make a check to convince them or something, uh, you might have a minus to that because you said something stupid to them earlier. I don't know exactly how much the game is pulling the wool over my eyes in terms of like how much my actions really matter, but it certainly feels like they matter. I feel like I'm trying to be careful and trying to say the right things to people. Do you think you could play it again and have a completely different yes. experience? I did, so yes. <laughs> oh, you did, did you? <laughs> no, you played it twice. 
how long is it then if you've played it through twice already? I got through it in about 14, 16 hours, I think. That's that's basically 14 to 16 hours of reading. Yeah, and I, I, I talked to fucking everyone. So that's... If you, if you that I was going at a leisurely pace. So yeah, it comes highly recommended. It's definitely not a a walking simulator or what you would call that. There's there's you're much more engaged with it, and it it really feels like it's doing something different. It's not just treading through the same stuff that other CRPGs have already done. Oh yeah, uh, if you like Twin Peaks, one of the skills turns you into Dale Cooper. Uh, that, that's you... that's the one I'm putting my points into. Inland Empire, baby! You get to solve the case by doing shit like interpreting your weird prophetic dreams and talking to dead people and talking to animals and just being a mystic. <laughs> it's really fun. The only thing recently that I've played that's sort of CRPGist is uh, Divinity. And you can get a skill that lets you talk to animals, which you think is just a funny joke skill, but actually animals see everything that goes on in the game, <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's, it's really useful. helpful. I love the voice acting for the animals in that game. It's all really appropriate for the type of animal. Yeah, it's quite fun. Right, uh, does anyone have any, like other games they want to mention that were good this year or that you've played this year that may not have come out this year anything like that i haven't played dmc5 i have or resident evil 2 i haven't played that why are you naming games you haven't played you've done the exact opposite of the prompt in case someone else wants to talk about them i do want to mention dmc5 has the best behind the scenes content of any game ever um what they did was to direct the cutscenes. they had real people from around the office and like they got some actors in to act out the scenes as they should be going on when they were CGI'd into the game. But there's stuff like people sat in a cardboard van with just like a floating steering wheel steering it. And then for the chase scenes, it's stuff like little models chasing each other around a track and stuff. It's hilarious. And it's very obviously just an action figure on a stick being moved about slow motion sequence yeah and there's a character in the game who is uh, like a demonic bird and for the like pointers for where to put him in these cutscenes, it's just a guy in like a cape a flapping the cape like wings yeah on a on a ladder it's great it's hilarious dmc5 itself was quite a fun game but i wouldn't say it did anything much better than other games in its genre that, that have come before it's possibly the best of its genre but you could give it to Bayonetta 1 or 2 as well, I guess. It's sort of, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It's good. Sekiro. Uh, Sekiro, I played a lot of. It's all right. It's an all right action game. I don't think it's got the replayability of stuff like the Souls games. So, uh, you know, may may not be as, as good as some of them. But um, How come? Is it just because it doesn't have different types of like weapons and stuff? Yeah, you don't have builds in it, so um, it's very much the only choice you get of weapons. Are you get like a secondary weapon that's like firecrackers or an axe that you can use to um, break people's shields. Um, there's some special attacks that you can use, but there's like there's one that's just better than the others, really. So why wouldn't you just use that? Um, so it, it wouldn't change up your runs very much. You've still got to kill bosses in much the same way. You might just find an easier way to. Be them if you start using different secondary tools. Mm. 
I wouldn't say there's that much side content in it either compared with Dark Souls or Bloodborne maybe. Like I feel like in the bits that I've played I've seen most of the game without having to really search for hidden secrets because I've been coached through it by Moogle as I've been playing. Um, but it's a fun game. It's a really good action game. It's not as hard as people make it out to be. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth playing. It's good. That won Game of the Year at the Game of the Year Awards, didn't it? Yeah, it did, yeah. What about Anthem? <laughs> right. I, when you, you said Anthem, and just for a second there, I was like, Anthem, Anthem, Anthem. Why do I know that name? <laughs> God. I will throw out a few other things I played this year and whether I recommend them or not. Um, I played Ion Fury. Uh, if you know me, you'll know I'm a big fan of like retro FPSs. And the best way I can describe Ion Fury is that it starts kind of good and then it just gets worse as it goes along and the game goes on for like twice as long as it should be. Halfway through the game, you've got all the guns in the game. You've seen all the enemy types and the story seems to have come to its conclusion, but the game just keeps going. And then there's just a lot of really annoying stuff about it, like there's not enough diversity in the weapon arsenal. The enemies, const- every fucking time you go through a doorway, there's enemies both to the left and to the right of the doorway and sometimes slightly behind it, and it pisses me off. Um, enemies get stuck on walls all the time. It's just it's just not very polished and kind of repetitive. It reminds me of things I didn't like about build engine games. Do yourself a favor, just replay Quake. Or replay Quake 2. RTX on. Quake 2 is not as bad as I thought it was yeah. going to be. Um, Quake 2 is competent. The first three levels of Quake 2 are garbage, and then after that it gets better. So like the freeware levels are the worst levels in Quake 2. Yeah, I agree. I love that level where you have to fucking run back and forth transporting cubes from place to place. God. Hey, the, cu- the cube level at least was something a little bit interesting. And you don't have to run back and forth through the level. I just got stuck. <laughs> Uh, does anyone want to talk about Link's Awakening? Because yeah. that got a remake this year, and I play I replayed the original this year for the first time in years. Okay. Yeah. Me and Shiny have been playing it. I, I've never played the game before, and we haven't completed it yet. I think, have you finished it before, Shiny? Yes, I, well, yeah, the original one. I had a, what I believe from my experience is a controversial opinion on Leaks Awakening in that it's too easy and not a very good uh, Zelda game. That's my opinion of the original one. I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I think it only starts to be a really good Zelda game in the last third. Mm. A lot of the early dungeons, they don't really have puzzles and they don't really have combat encounters that challenge you. They're just kind of like, look through all the rooms and kill everything. Yeah. And some keys will drop yeah. through the floor. That's that's one of the biggest problems with it, I think. Yeah. Definitely the first three dungeons are like yeah. that. After dungeon dungeon four and onwards from what we've played. I think we've played... I think we've done five of them. Maybe six. Maybe three, four, and five were good and mm. one and two were bad. I think that's possibly it. Oh, and we did the color dungeon. They get better. All the dungeons, they just get better as they go along. Yeah. Um, Eagle's Tower and Turtle Rock are two really good dungeons with some really cool ideas ideas in them uh i think our next one is eagle rock so we've just gotten to yeah i prefer this game to link to the past because i think it makes some decisions about just (laughs) i think it makes some decisions someone's upset about how the game is structured 
that make it flow better and which give you more opportunities to have puzzles. I also kind of think it mo mostly wastes these opportunities, but the fundamental changes, like changing how the boss keys work and changing how the compass works, are all really good ideas that you just don't get to see the game apply them until the last third. I also think it's really like funny and likable, and I like all the dialogue and all the weird NPCs. Yeah, that's that's something I'd agree to. Like Papal, who says when you first meet him, like I'll be lost in the mountains later. Come find me. Um, it's it's a cute game. I just really don't think it it doesn't deliver necessarily on the ideas that it has. And I and with the remake, I was thinking, oh, you know, they can fix so much in the remake, like the original's kind of cramped. You can take the remake and maybe make the areas a little bit larger so you have more space. You can fit in, you know, more enemies and make the combat more interesting or fit in more stuff and make the puzzles more interesting. Or you can put more items on the different buttons on the Switch controller so you're not constantly having to switch items. Oh, you could, you could, you could. They could have fixed so much, but they didn't. They just kept it the same, effectively. They didn't fix any of the things that were wrong with the game in the remake. They did make more items be on dedicated buttons. So they made some items passive. So in the original game, when you when you pick up the um, the gauntlets that lift up rocks, it fucking every time you go near a rock even if you have the gauntlets it puts this really long irritating text box on the screen telling you that you have to go into the menu and switch to the gauntlets to pick them up and it takes ages and it's if you even brush a rock it gives you this message and like fair enough they made the gauntlets a passive upgrade but the feather at all right the feather no and it should be the shield is now dedicated to the right right buttons, the, buttons. the right shoulder buttons so you don't need to uh, equip that the sword is obviously always on b uh which you'd have to equip it should just give you four equipable items that you can put anywhere i agree i'd say what i want from it is i just want the jump button on like left shoulder and then one of the other left triggers needs to be run because it's already run in the remake which is fine but you you basically we keep the the jump yeah. feather the rocks feather on the x button all the yeah, time basically it's always so the, there. the only one that we ever switch out is the y the the feather just stays there so it frees up your two slots because you don't have to have your shield and sword equipped all the time, but it still could go a little bit further and have a dedicated jump button and then give you two item slots still. Mm -hmm. uh, the game also runs like trash on the Switch. My main experience with the remake is watching the speedrun of it, and I was like, whoa, is something going wrong with my web browser? Why does it keep dropping to 30 frames a second? Yeah, every time you enter a new area even if it's like a new like screen of the map it drops frames um basically to 30 possibly sub 30 anytime a bomb explodes or there's like a lot of particle effects on screen it drops as well which is annoying i don't know why it has to happen i think the game's probably just poorly coded it looks nice but it looks nice statically. I don't want the game to chug every time I walk like 20 paces. I personally, I have very low standards, so I didn't really ever notice that as an issue. I just thought it looks very, it looks like a very cute game. Like I didn't really care about or notice the frame drop kind of thing. But that's just me because I don't mind if things look less than stellar. Yeah, it, it looks good. It's mm. just it doesn't run 
super well. Uh, the only thing they've added to the game is they took out the photograph man and they put in a thing where you can customize dungeons and... Dampe's Inferno. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dampe lets you customize dungeons. I made one and it was basically just an exercise in slotting rooms together that would fit together until the dungeon told me that that was a playable dungeon. And all the rooms are rooms from previous dungeons that you've played. So oh, there's so nothing you can't really make new. Rooms. No, you can't like say, I want this enemy in here and I want this block in here, you place a room that's from a pre-existing dungeon. Mm, yeah, not not exactly Zelda Maker. No. Mm. Yeah, and you can't share these dungeons online or anything. I mean, presumably Nintendo didn't want to cannibalize the sales of a future Zelda Maker, did they now? Well, they've just released Link Mode in Super Mario Maker 2, and it's quite fun. People have made fun little sort of side-scrolly dungeons in it. It's quite good. See, I'll say the same thing I say about a lot of remakes, which is I, I view a remake as an opportunity to go back and, like, take a game that was flawed but that had a lot of potential and fix it. Yeah. And Nintendo views remakes as an opportunity to just, like, tweak very minor things, like, like what they did with Wind Waker, and keep most of the game exactly yeah. the same. Arguably, this has changed even less than they did with Wind Waker, I would say. Oh, yeah. 100%. I think the right way to do a remake is Resident Evil Remake yeah, or yeah, Resident yeah. Evil 2 Remake. Yeah! The new Resident Evil 2, haven't played it yet, I've watched a lot of it. It looks really cool. It's got similar kind of stuff going on to the original, but in new ways, so it feels fresh even if you've played it before. So you know the layout of the police station, but you don't know how to solve all the puzzles and stuff like that. And I think that's that's really good. Take the existing concept and change it so that it's both good for a new audience and good for the audience that already knows mm. it and loves it. Yeah. That's what I hadn't really thought about it, but that has been what Capcom have done with all their Resident Evil remakes. They've not viewed them as just making the same game again. They've kind of gone like, well, let's do a different take on it. And I would I would rather that. Yeah. It's like this is the plot. Let's make the game that has this story and these characters. There are very few games out there that I want an exact remake of. Like if it were like, yeah, we're going to make a Doom game that's exactly like Doom 2 Hell on Earth, but with new stuff, I'd be like, yeah. But most games, God, ch change something. Yeah. Remake uh, Donkey Kong 64. Exactly the same, except yes, without please. Diddy Kong. No, same graphics. Remake Donkey Kong 64, but trash the whole game. But get rid of Diddy. Add more collectibles. <laughs> yeah, more collectibles, less Diddy. There's now, there's 12 different Kongs. Yes. There's every historic Kong, and they've... Clitty Kong. Clitty <laughs> <laughs> Kong. Can you imagine the Funky controversy Mo. if they did a new version of the DK rap for that song? People would be so pissed. Well, if they get Grant Kirkhope for it, I'm sure it'll be great. There is a ukulele rap, isn't yep. there? That yeah, was one of the backer awards. It's terrible, for... though. It's, it's not as good as the DK I'm rap. So it's it. DK I'm sorry, rap. what do you mean it's terrible? The DK rap isn't an unironically good piece of music. <laughs> if we're talking 3D collectathon platformers, the one name that comes to mind as a good one from recent is Hat in Time, which yes. I played last year for the first time, I think. Amazing game. Need to play the DLC for that game. It's good. It's DLC good. is mostly good. Uh, the cat, the t cat DLC is really good. Yeah, yeah. I want to play the cat one. I've heard the seal one is a bit iffy. Yeah, the seal one's just short. 
it just needed more but that also comes with the the challenge mode which is quite fun as well it gives you extra things like you can only jump five times in certain levels and stuff like that and you unlock cool outfits for that there's also a really good modding scene for hat and time me and shiny played through quite a few mods um and some of them are really fun okay so you can get whole mod levels and stuff. People add stuff like Mario levels. There's a lot of Mario Galaxy levels we played, and uh, people add like new story levels. There was one we played that was like a Hogwarts-based sort of story theme. It was cool. I've been meaning to pick up that game for a long time now, but I never do. Please, really good. Please do. It's the really best good. platform. It's the best 3D platformer that's come out probably since like Mario Galaxy Two. I think. Odyssey was very good as well. I didn't but... play Odyssey. Odyssey was after, wasn't it? It was before Odyssey. Probably. Uh, it was announced before it and betas were before it. I do not know when it was released. Uh, I don't care. Speaking of remakes and collectathon platformers, um, as you know, I'm inexplicably a big fan of Spyro the Dragon, and I uh, picked up Spyro Reignited when it came out on PC. Obviously didn't pay for it because I had Denuvo, but um, I did pirate it. What I can tell you about that game is that um, the credit, credit, like, literally, I'm not exaggerating, literally 20 different companies working on that game. I'm pretty sure this game was, like, the biggest subcontractor frenzy I've ever seen in a video game. So, effectively, every level, every area, every character, it's like spinning the roulette wheel on whether it will be, like, a good faithful remake or not some of the levels look great some look terrible some of the characters look great some of them look terrible some of the mechanics have things about them that like the controls that have been fixed and have been improved from the original others are just way worse now it is app is a baffling collection of stuff that said Aside from some of the particularly bad control issues in like the mini games from the third game, it is probably a better way to play Spyro if you're interested in it than the original Spyro games. And to anyone who doesn't see the appeal of Spyro, which is like a really simplistic, very collecty platformer, it's just a very relaxing game. I bought it recently and I have never I've played half of Spyro 1 before and I need to play it and I'll probably stream it. It's a great game to just like zone out to and collect all the gems and explore the levels and listen to the music not the remake soundtrack because the remake soundtrack is not very good. Who fucking who fucking goes yeah I can make a better better soundtrack than Stuart Copeland aka the drummer from the police. Remade soundtracks are almost always worse when they do an HD remaster. I tried a lot of the remake soundtracks, and and like they've taken out like entire instruments and layers of harmony, and they've taken like the really some of the interesting like instrumentation, like the really weird like random instruments and and like the cool sounding bass, and they've just replaced it with like this really generic, overly compressed synth bass in like every track, and I'm like, oh, okay. If that's the case for most HD remasters, like Cave Story sucked, Secret of Mana sucked, Final Fantasy X sucked. The weird thing about Cave Stories, Cave Story remakes soundtracks is that they gave one of them to What's his name? Danny Borowski? The guy who did, like, the original Binding of Isaac and Super Meat Boy. Fucking sickhead. And fucking, um, 
Necrodancer. Yeah, they gave. Yeah. And he's made some really good soundtracks. Yep. And they gave him Cave Story, and he butchered it as hard as everyone else did. And I'm like, oh, what shit, is Cave Story soundtrack just cursed or something? Why can nobody get it right? The Spyro theme. I can't remember what sitcom it was, but the Spyro theme is also the main theme for like eight rules for dating my teenage daughter or something <laughs> like that. Like, like <laughs> on, honestly, um. I'm I'm gonna try and look this up. Uh, give me a sec. So Stuart Stuart Copeland, when he went solo, he was like, "Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just compose like a hundred different movie and TV soundtracks, and then I'm <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna use like the same synthesizers and samples for all of them." I think it's the Amanda Show. I think the Amanda Show theme is is like from Spyro the Dragon. Nickelodeon's The Amanda Show. What is this? <laughs> it sounds oh, terrible. Amanda Bynes. Crazy Amanda Bynes. She lost her mind. This uh, this looks like some late nineties, early noughties uh, TV stuff. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it was just bonkers. Yeah, it, it is a remix of um, some Spyro-level music is the Amanda Show theme. Beautiful. In terms of remakes that have been coming from that sphere of the world, so we've had Crash um, Insane Trilogy, we've had Spyro Reignited. The best one is Crash Team Racing oh, yeah, Nitro Fueled. I want that on PC. It looks really good. It is amazing. That might actually be my game of the year. Uh, no, Ring Fit definitely is, but I, I haven't played much of it, but I, I bought it for Zexu for um, Christmas and we played it a lot together. And it's got all of the tracks from the original game. It's got all of the tracks from Crash tag team racing on the ps2 or nitro cut on the ps2 or something like that that was not a good game it's got all new original tracks as well it's got every character from like any crash game ever playable with like seven skins for each character and they can all drive like one of 50 cars which are all customizable and um it's just really good the driving mechanics are exactly the same as they were uh the music's good as well it's yeah it's just really good there's new modes that have been added there's still the campaign mode from the original game um in all its glory it's just really good i mean crash team racing is a really solid kart racing game it always has been underappreciated in my opinion definitely better than uh its contemporaries at the time it's better than um mario kart 64 was i need something to fill the void that has been left where sonic and all-stars racing transformed used to be in my heart ah uh, we need to play that again we do but also you know like i was really hoping that Team Sonic Racing would just be more Sonic and All-Stars Racing transformed, but I guess Sonic Team were like, hey, can you just ruin this, please? And Super Digital were like, okay. It's going to be the Sonic Heroes of Sonic Racing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It is. It's just Sonic Racing, but with fucking extra mechanics bodged onto it that nobody wanted and that ruined the game. So yeah, Beanox, if that is your real name. Put it on PC. I'm not... I'm not buying a PS4. Not at this stage in the game. <laughs> I've made my decision, Beanox, and I want you to support my lifestyle. <laughs> it'll come to PC. It's, it's, it'll happen. I hope. <clears throat> I just like saying the word Beanox. That's like a fictional company within a company, isn't it? 
I would like to take just a short moment to talk about our favorite game that makes us all feel stupid, which is Baba is You. Yeah, Baba. Yeah, Baba is great. Baba is amazing. It is so hard. Fucking sick game. Hempooli's a legend. Awesome. Absolute ledge, mate. I love it and I hate it. We discussed it on a previous podcast, but it's just a really good puzzle game based on logic puzzles and it... Real, real big brain shit. I can't complete it. I keep going back to it. I completed a level the other day when I was playing it and it didn't unlock any new levels, the one I completed. And I was like, oh, 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 because I'm stuck on two levels that are barring my progress from other levels I want to do. It's so hard. And once you notice it, it just clicks. But you need to notice it first. And it's just so hard. It's it's a very good game and you should definitely check it out if you're a fan of puzzle it's games. It's really, really mm, good. But it will, it will just break your brain. Yeah. Like, to a certain extent, I think we're seeing, we're beginning to see the end of, like, high-concept indie games. Like, it was the 10th anniversary of V recently, you know, V, 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 It is just pronounced V. Source code's just been released for that. source code released, which is pretty cool. But, um, like, I kind of think of that as one of the original high-concept indie games, and I think, like, Baba Is You is just one of the best, like, pure ideas for a high concept indie game I've ever seen. I don't know if I think it can be topped, honestly. Have you heard of Noita? Oh, uh, I have heard of it. I've no idea what that's it is. That's as well, isn't it? So Noita is a game that Hempuli and a couple of people are working on. Hempuli made Baba is You. And it's, it's like a particle physics engine that's also a game you... Oh, yeah, yeah, I know which one you mean, yeah. You, you play as a wizard or... So, I haven't seen much of the game. You play as a wizard and you can collect different ones as you explore, like, a dungeon. And the ones have different properties, like they'll shoot fire or water or nuclear energy. And every particle in the game is simulated or something so that they'll all... Like, sand will flow if you break the rock under it, and explosions will affect sort of gaseous substances to set them off to explode as well. And fire will spread. Yeah, it... This sounds a lot like Cortex Command and stuff like that, but with more stuff. I'm I'm thinking of like Breath of the Wild sort of uh, like yeah. uh, fire engine and stuff that they had. What did they call that? I'm looking at the fucking page for the company and it's done by the guy who did Crayon Physics Deluxe, <laughs> the guy who did the Swapper and fucking Hempuli. Now that's a fucking team of people making games, isn't it? It's good shit. It's good shit. Do you know much more about it, Shiny? Can you describe Not it in better lot. detail? I haven't, I haven't watched any any um, streams of it in a while, and I haven't played it myself. But you basically kind of nailed it with the description of what it is. It's just that every single thing interacts with every other thing. And you can, um, you can tailor your wands as well, so you can put different kind of combinations of effects on them so that they do different things and, like, fire at different rates and have different arc mechanics and loads of loads of different like ways that everything interacts with everything else is very very cool it looks very cool also dangerously ambitious yes but they're doing it yeah and and from what i've seen from it it's working exactly it's it's happening they're doing it it's working it's a functional game and apparently it's very very fun so fair enough yeah righty do you guys want to do a quiz yeah Sure. sure Okay, um, we'll separate you into two teams then. Can you put me on the team with someone who's really good, please? I'm already me. sorry. <laughs> okay. 
We'll have. I'm trying to work out who's worse. Do we think shiny or rusty? I am. I Should am we have worse. everyone against Woolly? I'm not that. That good. sounds like a happy man's actually. the only one who's good at these in this yes. in this group. All in favor of everyone against Woolly. Yes. <laughs> I'll Wooly, how do you feel about this? Fine, fuck you guys, I'll take you on. That means that the shame is intensified if he wins. People, we're fighting for our dignity <laughs> That's here. fine. We don't have any dignity, don't be stupid. Let me just get a pencil so I can record scores. I'm gonna go to the bathroom first. It's pronounced, I'm going to consult the clowns, if you don't mind. <laughs> Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Riddles of the Sphinx is kind of shit. Um, so <laughs> we've got Team Wooly, which comprises of Wooly <laughs> versus Team Team Other, which comprises of Other. Ooh, Other. Hey, 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 hey. We'll start off with a round I call Who Said That? Um, I am going to give you a quote from a character in a video game or from a video game developer, and you have to tell me which character from which video game said that, okay? Cool. Do we buzz in with the hashtag again? We, we'll do buzz-ins. First one, that blue hedgehog again, of all places. Catsman. Is it, is it Shadow? It is Shadow the Hedgehog hey. from Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, the classic game that I didn't play because I <laughs> played Sonic Adventure 1 and was smart enough not to play the sequel. I Same. like uh -huh. Sonic Adventure 1. Uh, sure you do, Specs. Sure you okay, do. next one. Henshin a go-go, baby. Willy Shambler. It's beautiful Joe. Uh, that is Beautiful Joe from the game Beautiful Joe. I'm pretty sure you've already had Henshin a go-go in this, in this quiz. I have not. I thought we were supposed to be guessing the game as well as the character. You keep saying what game it's from. No, you just tell me the character. Beautiful oh, okay. Joe is also the name of the game. But yes, yeah. you would have got it right regardless <laughs> of whether you had said Beautiful Joe or Beautiful Joe. You could have just said Joe, actually, <laughs> and you would have got it right. That was Joe. Uh, you were almost a Jill sandwich. No! Oh, that's, that's Cats, man. Barry Burton. That is Barry Burton from Resident Evil 1. Good old Baz. Hey Einstein, I'm on your side. Wooly That is the fastest identification of Falco I've ever seen. Falco. He doesn't have many lines. More like Fucko. Rock me Amadeus. Why did I say Falco? That's also Falco. Yes, that's the band Falco. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to work out why my brain had connected the words Falco and Amadeus. There it is. Specs connection. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dance. Next one. I should have been the one to fill your dark heart with light. <laughs> Dante from the Devil May Cry series. It is Dante from the Devil May Cry series. And the last one. Explore the caves until you reach the ending. You can also save your game. Oh. Catsman. That is Pixel. That is Pixel from the game Cave Story. That's like, it was truly a majestic way to describe your indie game Cave Story for years, the most famous indie game ever described. Imagine being so humble that you slave on this game for five years and then that's how you describe it to the world. He worked on it for five years and he's like, yeah, so you explore caves, you can also save your game and quit. That's how he chose to sell people on it. Next round. This one's easier because it's basically a say what you see round. 
this round is called Opposite Day. I'm going to give you the antonym, so the opposite of a game's title. Oh. Um, so, for example, Together Outside the Light is Alone in the Dark. You get it? Okay, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not good at wordplay. Neither am that's I. Fine, okay. That's fine. I am. Oh, you it's, do this oh, one, shiny. shiny. It's, it's, it's not that hard. So I'll give you the opposite of a game's title and you just give me what the game is, okay? First one, uh, buzz in again, please. Sane Crosses. Sane Crosses. Sane? Oh, oh, I thought you said same. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought you said same as well. Yep. Yep. It's uh, Psychonauts. It is Psychonauts. Knots and crosses. I, I, I was thinking what? like different, what? different tens. What? What's a knot? Zero. Not knots and crosses. I think Never that's probably that. that's probably illegal because the Swedes call it tic tac toe, don't they? Not oh, knots and yeah. crosses. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you've just I'm given a, a I'm sorry. culturally relevant question. Knots. Well, I got it anyway. Move on. Okay, moving on. Mini woman. Shiny. Mega man. Fuck. Mega man. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's a good one. Forget you. Rusty. Remember me. Remember me is correct. I think Woolly got that. Uh, yeah, it, on my screen, Woolly's buzzed yeah. in first. Ah, fuck. Well, he's I will disavow anyway. that point. He's, no, he's not in the lead. You guys are in the lead. I'll, uh, I'll discount that point then. Sorry about that. Uh, Rural subservience. Catsman. Urban champion. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, not urban champion, although that does fit. That fits very well. Bad game, by the way, Urban Champion. It's not good. Rural subservience. This is one of my favorite games. Urban is correct. No one? Well, no Specs, one. I guess we just haven't been listening to you. No. It's Urban Rain. I thought uh... about Rain, but I, I'd never heard of that game before. Oh, Urban Rain is a good game. I love Urban Rain. I did a review for it. Okay, next one. Devilfoot. Shiny. He got hand. God hand is correct. <laughs> Alive falling. Willy. Dead rising. Dead rising is correct. Mm. Horns. What? What? Horns. What's the opposite of a horn? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Catsman? Tail. No, not tail. It's Halo? No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright. And uh, last one Predator. Rusty. Prey. Prey is correct. Right. Thank God you didn't go to me because I was going to say aliens. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're historically opposed. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. I, I feel like that round is not a good round, so I won't use that again. Well, it was fun, but <laughs> it was sometimes very contrived. I liked that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll just throw a couple of them in occasionally. Uh, next one. What's the plot in which I loosely describe a game's plot to you and you tell me what game it is? Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Okay. I like this, yeah. A dog tries to impress a flower but ends up really needing to take a shit. <laughs> Woolly Shambler. Undertale. Uh, no, not Undertale. <laughs> that, that, was, that was my guess as well. <laughs> um, Are we just yelling out or are we still Octothorpe No, no, in? you, you oh. got an Octothorpe in. Do you want me to read you the prompt again? Yes, yeah. please. A dog tries to impress a flower, but ends up really needing to take a shit. Catsman. Parappa the Rapper. It is Parappa ah. the Rapper. <laughs> I just want to point out, I've basically I've not gotten a single point in Riddles of the Spink until now. I guess I'm just having the right vibe. 
the dog that had to consult with the clowns. I didn't know that Parappa shits. Yeah, it's one of the songs he raps. Oh, uh, he needs to go for a shit. He's got the funky, funky flow, but now he's really got to go. Mm. Next one. The world is at war. People with dark hair are placed in concentration camps. Valkyria Chronicles. That is Valkyria Chronicles. Next one. An evil scientist tries to resurrect his grandfather's greatest works and destroys half of the moon with a giant laser. Shiny. Is it that fucking Sonic game? It is that fucking Sonic Son- game. Oh, shit, what is it? Sonic... Uh, uh, I don't know which one it is. Take a guess. I'm gonna piss on the moon, you <laughs> idiot! <laughs> Since we were on the same team, are we allowed to... No, you're not. You're, no, if she doesn't it- get it, then I'm giving it to Willie. Oh, I don't know. Sonic... I'm just gonna say Sonic, like Sonic Adventure or something, I don't know. Okay, Willie, do you know it? Sonic Adventure 2. It is Sonic Adventure shit, 2. Yes. Uh- I said Sonic Adventure! Yeah, but you didn't say two. <sighs> Again, this it's a mark of shame to get that if you are dumb enough to fucking still play Sonic Adventure after the first one. You deserve everything you got in that game. I have no idea what it does all about Sonic the grandfather shit. Personal hell. I could go in depth on the plot of Sonic Adventure 2 for you. Please but... don't. At one point, there's a fucking, and uh, there's like another Eggman, and he's like, I've created the perfect creature ever designed. And it's a giant blind lizard with like tubes sticking out of it. <laughs> and he's like, it's true. Behold, the greatest creature ever created. It's, that's very true. And then Sonic bounces on it like three times and it dies. <laughs> God, I hate like I, I hate Sonic Adventure so much. <laughs> okay, moving on. A man is framed for acts of vandalism and has to do community service in order to make the sun bright again. Shiny. Super Mario Sunshine. It is uh, Super Mario nice. Sunshine. A journalist aims to free survivors in a shopping mall-based tragedy. Uh, that's Willy. Dead Rising. Dead Rising is uh, correct. It's just a second late. Yep. He's covered walls, you know. <laughs> Next up, we've got Alone in the Park 2. Um, oh. th- this is going to be difficult because Wooly has no one to confer with, so I'd rather you guys didn't confer, or if you're going to confer, confer out loud so no. Wooly can hear. No conferring, just yelling. Make it interesting. Uh, okay. No just, conferring Just loud, yelling, okay. then. Whoever gives me the right answer in that case. So what's this round? Alone in the Park, I take one letter from a video game's title and change the letter. So for, from the example question, Alone in the Dark becomes Alone in the uh, Park. And then I would describe to you that game. So Alone in the Park is a game where you wander around a park alone at night. That's the, the, the synopsis for the new game I've created. We need to name the game, the changed game. Yeah, you need the name of the changed game I've made. So we would yell alone in the park. You would yell alone in the park, yeah. Okay. Okay. The first prompt is a first-person shooter in which a scientific experiment goes wrong when a man's spouse's lower body is transported to another Half-wife. dimension. Half-wife is correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. A game revolving around the flatulence of a chubby Italian man. Mario Farty. I'll give it to you. It was actually Mario Fart, but Mario Farty works as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I see how this round works. God damn it. Rhythm game chronicling the rise to fame of an operatic mule. What's the second to last word? Operatic. What does that mean? As in in opera. As in in opera. Oh, okay. I'm not getting this one. No, no. No idea. 
Donkey song. <laughs> you threw me with Rhythm operatic. Game. Rhythm game? What, what, yeah, what other genre song. is it going to be? Yeah. Don donkey song. You threw oh. me with opera. Oh, it doesn't have to be the same genre as the game. I, I it assume... doesn't, no. It was, it oh, was okay. Just, I it assumed it always. was because usually yeah. when you do these, you describe it with the, the like type of game that You're it... right, but if I... Because if you're going to do other ones where you describe the actual type of game that it is, like first-person shooter for Half-Wife, then using a different... You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. You're right. Donkey songer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah. JRPG in which four children attempt to prove flat earth theory wrong. Earth round? Earth round is correct. These make me sad, but they also make me happy. Yes, that's so. Mm. Co op puzzle game in which three characters solve problems during their adventure primarily by using spools of thread. Twine. That Fuck. is twine. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is a round I'm calling Translate That. Oh my god, I'm... this is an endurance test, Spec. <laughs> <laughs> I'm testing out my new rounds, okay? How does this work? I'm going to give you the Japanese title of a video game <sighs> or the translation of a Japanese title of a video game and you're going to tell me what the game is called in English. Hmm. Does that make sense? I guess so. Yeah. So, for example, uh, Doki Doki Panic is Super Mario Brothers 2. Kinda. Do, do, do you get it? No. Not really. Is it all Japanese? It's, n it's not all in Japanese. I might give you the translation of the Japanese words, and then you, it, it won't be the same title as it is in English, but you might know it as an English title. Okay, I'll start you off with one that should be fairly well known so that you, you get the idea of it. Clump Soul. Woolly Shambler. It's Katamari Damacy. That is Katamari Damacy. Jeez. Okay. True Goddess Reincarnation. Woolly Shambler. Shin Megami Tensei. Shin Megami Tensei, correct. We're all fucked, lads. Dairanto Smash Brazazu DX. Super Smash Brothers Melee. That is Melee. Next question. Uh, what was the original Mother game called when it was released in English territories? Yep, Wooly. Earthbound Beginnings. It was Earthbound Beginnings. But this is just a Wooly round. Yeah, this is, this is the round no, where Wooly just wins. It's been three against one. Last one. Downtown Niketsu Monogatari. JJ and Jeff. No, it's not. I don't... Fuck. What is JJ and Jeff? <laughs> what is Monogatari? Fuck JJ and Jeff. I hate that game. It's a fucking shitty-ass TurboGrafx-16 game made by Hudson. And it's like, it's like Adventure Island, but with farts. I will translate the title for you. Downtown Hot-Blooded Story. Oh. Yakuza. No, it's not Yakuza. Well, that was my guess. Willie? River City Ransom. It is River City Holy Ransom. Shit. Oh, that was a guess. Ooh. Pure guess. Yep. River City Ransom. Uh, so, the, the current scores are Willie has 13 and Other has 12. Oh my fucking god. He really, he Ooh, really picked close. back up in that round. Um, so He got everything in that round. Yes. <laughs> the last round is Answer Smash. So I'm going to give you two prompts. The answers lead into each other. So the answer from the first question, the last word of that will be the first word of the second question's answer. To give an example, if I asked you for a game starring a platforming plumber 
and a game made by Ubisoft that is a first-person shooter, then you would say Super Mario Brothers in Arms. Does everyone kind of get it? Yeah. 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 Okay. A Pikmin-like game where you play as a Sauron-type figure combined with a Souls-like where you play as a man called Harkin. What? God damn it. I have no knowledge of anything. Nope. This is this is some like Sherlock Holmes like big brain it? shit right uh, here. A Pikmin like game for the Xbox 360 where you play as a Sauron type figure, <laughs> combined with a Souls like game where you play as a man named Harkin. Harkin looks a bit like a Viking. I'll give you some clues because we're we're struggling. I have no idea. Nothing. Not even a single game here. Harkin. Harkin. I have no idea what it is. When I say Souls-like game, it is the most Souls-like game that is not a Souls game. Is it Neo? It's not Neo. That's less Souls-like than this game. Is it Bloodborne? It's not Bloodborne. Is it... I don't think we're getting this one. No, I don't know. Nobody knows either of these games. I don't games. have a clue. Not that nobody knows either of these games. It's that the clue you've given us is intensely obscure. Okay, uh, it's Overlords of the Fallen. What? Overlord is the. I have never. You, you guys never played I Overlord. Know of no. These games. I've no, never, no, no. I don't know I'm either sorry, of those. Guys. I'm sorry, guys. No, I'm sorry. You should be. Let's let's move on to one that everyone will get. Second game in the Studio Ghibli RPG series, combined with a game series with a nonsensical plot where most of the anime-inspired characters are actually just different versions of the same three people. What? Nino Kuni Reverend Revenant Kingdom Hearts. Correct. <laughs> Wait, where does where do they intersect? Kingdom. Kingdom. Nino Kuni Revenant Kingdom. Kingdom Hearts. Mm. I knew Nino Kuni, but I didn't know what the second one was called, so Yep, neither did I. Long running humorous quiz game series combined with a game where protagonists try to prevent the spread of a dark eco while also trying to return the deuteragonist to his original body. Can you sorry? That was too many words. Start again. Okay. Long-running humorous quiz game series combined... Oh, Catsman's there. Jack and Dexter Box. Uh, Jack Box and Dexter. Wooly? You don't know Jack and Dexter. You don't know Jack and I'll Dexter. I'll give it to Wooly because he got there first. You're giving it to him. Fuck you then. I'm out of here. <laughs> He's out of here. Wait, you're recording, he, Catsman. What he, the fuck? Oh, God, recording. he always does this. I'm also recording. I don't really need his recording, but he'll be back. Spec says I was recording, so I have to come back. Yeah. The next question is specifically for you, and you will definitely get this one, Cats fan. I, I honestly, the English translation of the game Liero and the main character from the game Virtual Hydalide on the Sega Saturn. Earthworm Jim. It is Earthworm Jim. <laughs> oh, that was the whole thing? Fuck. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's the He's... only thing you ever answer. Earthworm Jim in Smash. Earthworm Jim in Smash. Fuck Earthworm Jim. Uh, don't say that about Earthworm Jim. The knight in Virtual Hydelite is called Sir Jim. <laughs> not even, not even Sir James. He's Sir Jim. Virtual yeah. Hydelite. God. Okay, l last question. This is back by popular demand. I'm going to combine a song title with, uh, with a video game title for this one, okay? Mm. Big Mama Thornton song made popular by Elvis Presley and a PS2 game where you play as Jake, who is an American foxhound. Can I have that one again? 
Big Mama Thornton's song, which was made popular by Elvis Presley, and a PS2 game where you play as Jake, who is an American foxhound. No idea. Nope. Shiny? Shiny! I only know the first one, but I thought I'd just fucking buzz in anyway, because... <laughs> why, why not? Just hound dog, and then something. You ain't nothing but a hound a dog's life. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh. What? Hound dog's life. I've never heard of Dog's Life. Dog's Life. A dog's is... Life, motherfucker. Dog's Life is the sh is the shit. And by that I mean it's a game where you can shit. <laughs> it is a game <laughs> where you can shit, pick up your own shit in your mouth, and wander around with it, dropping it at people's feet. That's what dogs do. Yeah. It's mm. uh me me and my sister played a lot of Dog's Life on the PS2. Um so the... Dogs are a lot like ghosts, they just do things arbitrarily. Arbitrarily. The the final scores are Team Other with 14. Oh, he's won it. Yeah, of course. Team Wooly with 15. Oh, yeah. There you go. Happy Man, he's got uh, his mind is is packed densely with trivia. It's like a it's like a a a, 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 a clown car. It's like a clown car. <laughs> <laughs> Pornhub has great statistics every year of like who's been watching porn from where, what browsers, what um, games consoles people have been watching for, from, the most searched terms, including the most searched cartoon characters and the most searched video game characters. It's very interesting. Um, so I just wanted to break down some of that. Which subset of gamers by console do you think watches the most porn on Pornhub? PlayStation. It is PlayStation. 51.5% uh, of traffic to Pornhub uh, from games consoles comes from the PlayStation 4. 9.1% of traffic comes from the PS Vita. How much on the Switch? The Switch doesn't have a browser. The Wii U, 4.3%. Um, How much was on the DS? There was some on the DS. Uh, the 3DS, 0.4% of traffic from games consoles comes from uh, the Nintendo 3DS. In terms of who has been searched for, who do you think is the most searched for video game character this year? Earthworm Jim. <laughs> it's not Earthworm Jim, no. Safe choice, Widowmaker. Widowmaker is... Let me have a look. At least half of these are going to be Overwatch. I can't see Widowmaker on the list for this year. Um, uh, Diva is in at number three, though, with 4.4 million searches. That's up 102% from last year. Up 102%? Yep. Weird. The most searched video game character this year was Zelda. Interesting. Interesting. Not sure yeah. what's caused the spike Earth, there. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim's not on the list. Nobody um, likes Earthworm Jim. I like Earthworm Jim. Don't search he's him on Pornhub. He's such a groovy guy. I will. Don't worry, Earthworm Jim. I'll go to Pornhub and just set up a script that repeatedly searches for you, so that next next year, next year will be the year of Jim. So I'll give you a top twenty for this year, just because I find it interesting. Uh, Zelda, Lara Croft, Diva, Super Mario, okay, Bowsette, obviously, oh, of is in at number five. Bowsette last year was the number one most searched porn term uh, for for video games in 2018. Um, let me just get you the numbers. I think it was like 34 million or something, wasn't it? That must have really confused all of the like boomers on Pornhub. Bowsette searches. Last year on Pornhub, 
34.7 million. Yes. What was number two? Number two was Bridget from Overwatch with 4.8 million. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's insane, right? I don't even know who that is. That's uh, the shield maiden from uh, Overwatch. She's a mini Reinhardt who can heal. Is yeah. that like a new character? Yeah. <laughs> yes. She was new last year. She was up 2,789% last year. Jesus. Um, from previous. But to, like Bowsette being... 30, 30 million. What is that? 34.7 million to the second place is 4.8 million. What the hell was going on there? What has Zelda this year? Uh, Zelda has 5.6 million this year. Wow. Is Minecraft still in the top 10? Minecraft is the fourth most searched for games porn on Pornhub this year. Why? Beautiful. Then everything is as it should be. Overwatch, Fortnite, Pokemon, Minecraft, Apex Legends, Resident Evil, Mortal Kombat, Skyrim, Borderlands, Witcher, Warcraft, Mass Effect, Tomb Raider, Street Fighter, Final Fantasy. That's your top 10 list of most searched for video games. Mad. Star Wars porn searches rocket during May the 4th. <laughs> oh my god, seriously? Yeah. They go up 748% on May the All 4th. those people dutifully typing Yoda into Pornhub to crank one out in, uh, in memory of... Pain, I must endure. <laughs> in other news... Please. Uh, there is a Masters of Doom TV series in production, um, which I know we talked a bit about who should be cast in like a, a Masters of Doom biopic, and they have actually been cast, so... who? Wait, who are they to know? Uh, oh, they're not people that we know. They're, like, oh. they're just people. Yeah, that's disappointing. I was hoping they would... I was hoping they would cast, like, a sentient cloud of gas for Carmack. There was a recent, like, reel of PlayStation games combined with uh, original animation work. Oh, yeah. The PlayStation used to, like, highlight all the stuff it had coming. No, there were no new games on it. All the stuff that had come out last year. Um, but all of the animation work had been plagiarized from artists on Twitter. Literally everything. Every oh, yeah, single frame. This. Either artists on Twitter or like quite well-known cartoons oh yeah there were a few anime there was steven well. universe yeah. and stuff in it yeah steven universe fully cooley um there was well, the one that hit me most was they had plagiarized like a black and white pencil animation that someone had done of sasuke from naruto fighting a giant robot and it was like where did you find that it's so oddly specific to like steal mm. it's just weird also how did you not think that people would immediately figure this out yeah you you yeah. don't get away with stuff like this anymore you just don't i don't know man like a lot of like video game related stuff is already plagiarized from other things but it's this wasn't like just you know we'll take this as inspiration this was traced over literally the, top. the like, same it was frame, frame by frame. frame yeah the same stuff there's a very good comparison video yeah but I mean, yeah, we can all point at Koji Kondo for stealing, you know, offbeat jazz stuff for use in Mario Brothers. But he did put a little bit of work in, you know, it wasn't exactly the same. The Xbox One Series X has been revealed. Has it? Yeah. What is it? 
It it's that thing that looks like a fridge. Well, what is it? Please, just Microsoft, just give it a normal title. Yeah. Is it a new? Is it a new Crossbox? It's a, It's the next generation okay. Xbox. It's they've called it the Series X. Why Xbox Series X? This X. And I want to point out, this does not matter because my pattern was that they were going to go back to 360. We had Xbox One. Then we had the Xbox 360. Then we had the Xbox One again. So it was my thought that we'd go back to 360. Now we've gone to 10. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's the Xbox One Zero because the last one was it's the, the Xbox, Xbox One. It, they're doing it in binary, aren't they? Yeah, it's the Xbox Two. Ah. Yeah. People are calling it this Xbox now. Yeah, Series X, the Xbox X. Yeah. This Xbox. They're trying to make the title so unwieldy that it can't possibly be shortened into X-Bone. <laughs> yeah. But that's their own fault for using that stupid name. Just, Microsoft, fire everyone who names things for you. You remember when they went right from Windows 8 to Windows 10? God, I hate that company. Just name things normally. I want to be angry at Smash Bros for a bit. Does anyone want to be angry at Smash Bros with me? I'm just too dis- no. I'm just resigned, yeah. I just think if you're going to announce a character that surprises nobody and is not doing anything to add new sort of new series to the genre, why why make it the last one? I personally was surprised that it was another Fire Emblem character. So to say that people aren't going to be surprised. I, I guess I was surprised because Sakurai had said the whole way through, you know, Smash Bros is a celebration. This is a way of bringing in new new sort of genres, new Did he say that? Yeah, yeah, he he wanted the Fighter Pass to be a celebration of all things gaming and bring in A celebration of gaming, but he did did he say that it was always something new going to be? Well, he implied that it was going <laughs> to be you know, he that he wanted to expand upon the universe is touched by Smash Bros with the Fighters Pass, and then well, Smash Bros touches Fire Emblem a whole lot. <laughs> it almost reeks of like we didn't have the character ready in time to be the first one out, so we stuck them on at the end instead. Well, the game only came out in July. Did it? Yeah. Mm, when did Smash Bros come out? Last year. End of the year. End of last year, yeah. yeah. It was end of twenty eighteen. It was a while ago. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah. End of twenty eighteen. So, so they couldn't have like the game wasn't out when they f- they started making the DLC characters, so it had to be the last one if they were going to do. And it. guess what? Right afterwards, Nintendo announced the DLC for Three Houses. Yeah, the basement. It's not based on like the popularity or how many people like it. It's based no, on the marketing. Bring out a new character when there's a new game in mm. a series. But it's always been that for Fire Emblem. Like it was the same with Smash Bros. Four. They brought out Corrin, and everyone was like, "Great, another fucking Fire Emblem character." And then there came like three more. Yeah, and now it's like, do we really need a, no. a faceless character who is your protagonist insert, who is another swordsman with blue hair that looks the same as Marth and Ike and Crom and Lucina and I couldn't pick their silhouette out of a bag because they all look exactly the same. The best part is, do you know these uh, these videos taken at World of Nintendo in New York City? The reaction videos of the, because they show the Nintendo Directs on the on the big screen there, and the cheering lasted the whole four seconds, and then it was just <laughs> silence. And compared with the other ones, yes, especially compared to the one with Benjo Kazooie, I assume they all popped off. 
that's the thing when you've introduced banjo kazooie which you know people have wanted since the n64 to be in smash when you've introduced terry bogard who's a really weird pick for some people but you know that's gaming history you've in- introduced shin megami tensei i know a lot of people who are extremely excited about terry yeah yeah i mean md loved that i haven't really played snk games so it didn't mean a lot Neither to me I. but it's it's gaming history yes. isn't terry bogard um Fatal Fury. Fatal Fury. Yeah. And probably... I was going to say Final Fight for some reason. Capcom vs. SNK 2. King of Fighters, yeah. Kept Capcom vs. SNK, he's been Wasn't in... Wasn't he originally in a, in, a, in a side-scrolling beat-em-up game? Yeah, I think he might have been in one. It wasn't Final Fight, though, because that's Capcom, isn't it? Anyway, um, who else did we have? Who was the other one? I'm trying to remember. Huh? Uh, oh, Joker. Oh, um... Uh, Joker and uh, Dragon Quest. Yep. Dragon Quest is a big series that they've added. Honestly, well Joker pisses me off more. Because <laughs> every time I go over to my fucking friend's house and play Smash Bros, someone's like, oh, can we play on Joker's stage? I like the music, even though it's a terrible stage. If you like Persona, you have too much patience. That stage fucking hurts my eyes to look at. <laughs> you are right, I do have too much patience. Other news... WWE 2020 uh-huh. was oh my God. hit by the by the Y2K bug. If you played the game when the clocks changed to 2020, uh, the game would not allow you to start any of the modes unless you changed your date back <laughs> to 2019. So funny. The game is called 2020. Yes. <laughs> the title of the game. They should have had the foresight to see this one coming, a eh, lads wink. Ha ha. Haha. Uh-huh. I don't don't get it. Uh you see it is a pun on vision. eyesight because twenty twenty vision, or as we say in the UK, six six vision is the standard for good vision. I don't is get it, it not? Wink. Wait, Sorry, what? Why do we say six six? Six six is how we do it in the UK. Wait, really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, six six, yeah. And I've got bad eyes. Cause it's six meters twenty feet, I think is the thing. Uh, so 620. No, 66. So 6 meters. You can read at 6 meters what you should be able to read at 6 meters is what 66 means. 2020 means you can read at 20 feet what you should be able to read at 20 feet. I didn't know. It's an idiom that I didn't know the source of. Yep. Does it just stop at 6 then? Uh, no. It no, it doesn't stop at 6 because I'm well, not that blind. If a tiger was closer to you than six feet, chances are you'd die, so I assume that's why they do it that way. If you're 3'6", that means you have to be halfway closer than you should be to read something of the same mm. size. Mm. Or it might be 6'3". I can't remember the way around it goes, but... Mm. That's kind of it for news. There, there was... I don't know if anyone wants to talk about the I Am Jesus Christ Jesus Simulator game, but I've got that on my notes. Oh yeah, New Testament 2. There's a game, it's on Steam. They, all there is so far is like a pre-rendered cutscene of Jesus raising his hands and like performing miracles. But there is a game coming out called I Am Jesus Christ, and it's a Jesus Christ simulator. Oh yes. Want to flip the table? I hope you can go into the temple and just wreck shit like Jesus did. Oh, you can bathe people's feet. Excellent. This will become my new jerking off game. What? Sorry, sorry. There's 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 several frames from this on the, on the Steam page. There's one of Jesus bathing people's feet. There's one of him at the last supper and he's got his hands like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah. 
like doing a hand gesture. It's a first there's, person. And then there's game. one of him excising a demon from like a really buff demon from somebody with his hands like Ugh. is this like a hand simulation game i don't know you've got a health bar or maybe it's a miracle bar that shows up in the right hand corner of the screen it uh, this has been suggested to me on steam because it's similar <laughs> to games i've played oblivion <laughs> the elder scrolls 4 <laughs> This is from a company that seems to produce a lot of simulation games. This has to be tongue-in-cheek. There's no way they're doing this sincerely. Like... They've made Car Mechanic Simulator as well. Yeah. Thief Simulator VR. This has got to be tongue-in-cheek. Cooking Simulator. I mean, it's not any of those comedy simulator games. <laughs> I'm looking at the trailer. and You hold up your Jesus hand and, a, and Jesus pirates a whole bunch of fish, which deprives the fishermen of the uh, potential revenue that they could have had if Jesus hadn't pirated those fish and those fish True. had been purchased legally. Yeah. And if people didn't have the money to buy those fish, then they maybe they just shouldn't, and then maybe they should have just, just starved. Did you ever think about that? The weird thing for me is that they've got quotes from various video games publications, including Lad Bible. That's a video game publication? Lad Bible. Lad Bible's quote that they've got on their trailer here is, brings new meaning to cross-play. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'll give Lad Bible. Oh, that. Lad Bible's all right. I can see a quote from Fox News here. It says, I am Jesus Christ video game causes stir. I don't know why this came up on my newsfeed. This seems like such a non game. There's no actual gameplay shown yet. It's. <laughs> it doesn't. It looks like an FMV game. It's weird. The screenshots don't look real. They look like bull shots. They do. And they don't look like good bullshots. They look like you can tell it's not real. <laughs> and it doesn't look good. At some point, I'll play all the games where you can play as Jesus and rank them. <laughs> this has been Gentlemen Discussing Video, the only podcast made of 99% pure sausages. I have been Specs. Goodbye. And uh, you know where to find us. You know, whatever. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Bye. 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 <laughs> You know when you consult with a really spicy clown. Are we are we talking about taking a shit here still? <laughs> was it a liquid clown? He wasn't a liquid clown, he was just uh, voluminous. Fat clown. And spicy. You know how clowns wear like the trousers that are too big with the hoop? Yeah. Yeah. The clown that you just met filled his trousers out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Holy shit. That clown was poured into his clown trousers, let me tell you. Four. Oh, oh, lads, check out the honkers on this. <laughs> Jeez, please no. Those shoes weren't just full of hot air. Right. They still squeak when he walks. Don't. Oh, don't make that noise. Oh, no. <laughs> that was too accurate. <laughs> that's, like a, that's like a clown shoe, but, but moist. Moist now, clown shoe. Moist clown shoe. Moist clown shoe, Ben. Did you know every clown has unique makeup, and that makeup is painted on an egg as their official clown registration? I have heard that before, yeah. Is this... Is there like a guild of clowns that you have to apply to to be a clown? There's like a national association of clown. And when you paint your face on the egg, it gets added to the clown egg register. Oh, is this honking in the background? Just let it happen. It's the clowns. The clowns are coming. <laughs> and so if you don't register with the National Clown Association, do they come around and like deflate the tires on your tiny car or what? Do they like break your kneecaps with a commonly oversized mallet <laughs> clown mob yeah what's what's the consequence for unregistered clowning uh jail you meet bronson it's no laughing matter it's just jail look they said bronson after me i gotta get out of town <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this right now I want you to imagine the coldest thing that you can possibly imagine. That's me. <laughs> that was my Brian Cox voice. <laughs> it was good. It was quite convincing, actually. I was in a band for Tony Blair. Did you know that? You don't sound flaccid enough. <laughs> Jeez. Brian Cox is always <laughs> erect when he's talking about Jupiter. That's that way he sounds that way because it's all gone to his cock instead of his voice. <laughs> and he's he's like having a sort of like a partial stroke with the rest of his body. They <laughs> 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 so they take him to the top of a mountain and then he just sort of, you know he um he uh I'm trying to think of a clown related expression for masturbating. Honking. Honking. <laughs> Honking your Honking your horn. <laughs> Honking your own horn. Oh yeah, that's good. He Honking toots his own horn. own horn, and then that's that's what gets recorded. He squirts his own seltzer. Oh my god! Do <laughs> <laughs> you think it's taboo for a clown to like squirt seltzer seltzer into their own face? Yeah, that's illegal. <laughs> no, no, because that's that's one of the variant bits where like you try and squirt it at someone else, and then they're also a clown, and they're like, no, no, you have a look at it. Look in the end of it and see if it it works, and then you get squirted. Because uh, you, gotcha. yeah, yeah, no, that's that's perfectly normal to spritz yourself. Shave and a haircut. Two beers.